podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to the Anfield Index podcast. It's episode 227, and I'm Trev Downey, podcasting to you from the newly salubrious environs of my finally completed study in a house in a field in beautiful rural Ireland. And I'm joined, as ever, by Carl Kopak, Cam Branch, and super producer Guy Drinkle. Now, uh, before we get started into our various uh, preambles that we do... Um, we just need to get this out of the way because everybody's going to have their ears cocked as regards the Man United game. And I'm sure if um, producer Guy is uh, living up to his his, uh, his uh, reputation, this show will probably be out fairly sharp and people have a listen to it before the next game, which is obviously um, against Watford on Wednesday. Um, we need to get this quickly out of the way. We'll come back to the incidents after we've done our introductions, but... Can we just frame it up for 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 listeners, uh, Carl and and Cam, that we are not going to be doing something too negative here. That we will have a little bit of a moan about this or that, but it's not going to be heavy. This is it. No, up the reds. Up the reds is exactly. Oh, sorry, I'm going to go further. Up the fucking reds. Up the fucking reds is a fine way to begin any podcast, uh, and I couldn't agree more. And in that vein, not to take it down a bit, but let me let me let me sort of preface this for people. Um, today I made a, a completely harmless comment about football. Somebody else made another comment. Uh, I I had framed it like basically you know vote for Trev twenty twenty. Right? It was a, it was a total nonsense comment, but it was it had a semi serious message about just let people think what they want to think, will you? And stop it. always fighting amongst yourselves. Uh, you absolute. Gowls. That was the gist of what I was trying to say. Um, and some people took it the right way and some people sort of took it and ran with it and it turned into um, a conversation with about 8,000 participants and several gifts by Harinder uh, involving my head stuck onto Donald Trump. Um, it was most distressing and it got me uh, thinking and watching some stuff that I wouldn't otherwise have done this evening. In relation to a topic that's been interesting me very much, and maybe Cam and Carl have, have come across this themselves, but it's just this whole sort of gamification of, of, of society. Specifically, I'm thinking about what's going on in China, what they're thinking about bringing in in Canada as well, I believe, is the social credit system. And I, I came across this recording of what happens on a bullet train when you get on it in China at the moment. And bear in mind, this uh, uh, whole system is basically uh, you build up credits if you behave well, if you're a good little citizen, um, if you uh, do healthy things and make healthy choices and correct choices and pay your bills on time and all that type of thing, you build up social credit. It's pure black mirror stuff. Uh, if you're not aware of it, for the love of God, look into it. Like I said, Canada are absolutely flirting with several areas have already brought it in in a kind of a, a, a trial basis. Social credit, it's called. And there's a Black Mirror episode almost exactly about it. Which is uh, fantastic. It, 
It is fantastic. It's, it's my favourite one, I think. I love and, that one so much. And you can't help but think, Carl, in this in this culture where we're all sort of primed for likes and uh, 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 little 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 endorphin rushes every time someone says something nice or retweets or likes us. It's all this, like I say, this gamification of society. And I, I can see it coming. But get your head around this message that punters here, when they get on a bullet train uh, or a, 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 a high-speed train in China, uh, bear in mind, if you run low on social credit or um, break the rules, you can be banned from flying or uh, visiting any, anyone else in a different country or taking these high-speed trains. Anyway, people get on and this is what they hear. Dear passengers, people who travel without tickets or behave disorderly or smoke in public areas will be punished according to regulations and the behavior will be recorded in the individual credit information system. To avoid any negative record of personal credit, please follow the relevant regulations and help with the orders on the train and at the station. I mean, that's scary. To avoid a negative personal credit, follow the orders. Be a good little boy and girl. Well, I'm struggling with it. Punished as well. You'll oh, be, man. I'm not at school. It's absolute Big Brother stuff, and it's real, uh, and people need to be aware of it. Anyway, that's just my little, uh, that's my little uh, public uh, service broadcast for uh, on behalf of uh, the Anthony <laughs> Index podcast. You're gonna love my quote though when it comes to up in the tone. Jeez. Let's go. For- <laughs> Here comes the mood kill even further. I've got two in there from the same book, but I, I just love this so much, this book. Because um, the second one's more famous than the first. She got up and he saw the skin of her thigh for a moment above the artificial silk, and a prick of sexual desire disturbed him like a sickness. That was what happened to a man in the end. The stuffy room, the wakeful children, the Saturday night movements from the other bed. Was there no escape anywhere for anyone? It was worth murdering a world. So that's cheered me up straight away. Straight um, away, man. Yeah, yeah. And the second one, which I think is probably more famous because it's also mentioned in the West Wing. Um, you can't conceive, my child, nor can I or anyone, the appalling strangeness of the mercy of God. Bloody hell, man. You, were, you weren't lying when you said you weren't going to bring this up. <laughs> and it's a fantastic film as well as a fantastic book. Tell, tell the people what, what, what they're listening to. It's Brighton Rock by Graham Green. It sure is. And, and, which, which I saw at the weekend. And... To say that was filmed in 1947, you are on the edge of your seat for the yeah. whole thing. It's just yeah. magnificent. He wrote about Catholicism more than anything else. And the whole book is about redemption. And um, it's just it's just fantastic. William Hartnell's in the film, and he's amazing. And Richard Attenborough, obviously. Carl, uh, Carl can, can, I, can I float an idea out here for you to, to respond to? Were people just brighter, cleverer, more intelligent, more open to ideas 100 years ago, 90 years ago than they are now. I think I'm finding myself leaning towards yes. You look like a look at a movie like um like Brighton Rock. You look at a movie like I don't know Casablanca or or Citizen Kane. Those movies don't talk down to people. They're intelligent and they require yeah. a sort of intellectual rigor from the audience that I don't think people have the patience for now. Yeah, I mean, if you released Once Upon a Time in America today, which has got the most confusing ending ever, it, it's, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. And that's why I love that film so much, because it's just, you're not entirely sure what's going on, and you can watch it many times, and you still sort of don't know, um, you know, what, what the actual ending means. 
And, and yeah, you're right, Brett. I mean, Citizen Kane's beautiful. There's there's no other word for it. It's just a beautiful film. Uh, it looks but, great. It makes you think, and uh, and the performances are amazing. And that's it. They talk. They talk about things like proper social issues and uh, pro- proper social commentary and stuff like that. And it's just the ordinary people doing this stuff. I don't know. I just, there's there's the 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 gradual gradual dumbing down is absolutely undeniable. And <laughs> when you 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 combine it with that nonsense um, that I alluded to at the start, it's uh, people need to be on their on their metal uh, for sure. Cam, are you gonna lighten lighten the mood here, or are you are you going similarly serious? Come on, Brachy. Come on, Brachy. We need you. Oh, um, now you got me. Uh, my third thing will hopefully lighten the mood. Well, it will relax the mood, hopefully. Um, One. But the first two are book quotes, so I'm expecting big things from you two, honestly. Right. I right. will be most upset if you don't get these. All right. All right. On. First one. And meanwhile, time goes about its immemorial work of making everyone look and feel like shit. Martin Amos? Well done. Very wow. good shows. Wow. Very Super good shows. I'm sorry, lads, but I'm off now. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Back in the Yeah, Martin Davis, London Fields, 1989. London Fields, yeah, yeah. Back on. I am impressed. It's got a bloke called, um, his name Keith Talent's in it. Um, oh. And he's a dark player in a, in a pub I know very well, actually. And... Um, uh, he's, he's a dark player. He calls himself the finisher, and I like it just for that. <laughs> he refers to himself as the finisher when he plays darts. Go on then. Let's see if you can get the next one. No, come on. I've retired. No, no, no. You, you, can, you can go out with a real I've bang. Thrown, now. I've, I've thrown the perfect punch there. Yeah. We can experience nothing but the present moment, live in no other second of time, and to understand this is as close as we can get to eternal life. Oh, I think I know this one. Shoot. I think I know this one. Uh, I would have said Brave New World, but I don't think it is. No. I don't think it's Huxley. I think that's... Is that P.D. James? Yeah! Oh, my goodness! <laughs> you boys! Yeah. We're, not, we're, not, we're not bothering with football tonight. We're out. Carl, we're out. Let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> just bring it on. Brainchy. We've, got, we've got perfect poker hands, and we're just walking off the room now. Brainchy, you've got the show, man. You've got the show. Yeah, all you. <laughs> It's all the cam hour. Here it comes. Oh, uh, where do I start? Um, yeah. So welcome to the Amphoe Rap episode, whatever it is. Yeah. Other than that, sorry. Yeah. That will go down, but yeah. I mean, yeah. In case everyone was just wondering, that was the Children of Men, all for P.D. James, year 1992. Uh, and by the way, another brilliant film. Uh, version of that book, uh, I would recommend completely. Uh, do you well, want to, do you want to keep that next one or do you have another one? I've just got one more. It's a, it's a birthday quote. Um, Carl, well, you both know who it is, but it's, I just found this and I thought it's nice. Um, I'm really quite simple. I plant our flowers and watch them grow. I stay at home and watch the river flow. Good way to do that in his accent. Go <laughs> yeah, on. go on, go on. I stay at home and just watch the river flow. I plant flowers in my garden. That's not bad, actually. That's not that. bad at all. That's not bad at all. The thing yeah. about thinking in the Beatles was, yeah, <laughs> the Beatles. Yeah, that is that is uh, George Harrison for people who are hundred percent sure who's. Yeah, as 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 Carl says, birthday boy today, and um, you yeah, know what? Six, he would have been. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't well, know. Talking where... of age, how old are you this week? 
We need to update the chart. I have yet to decide. We'll wait for the heat map uh, evolution later on. I've yet to decide. I, I, I'm going to take a stance at some point during the show. Um, I, 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 I do want to start the, the football section of this by uh, going straight in two-footed into the big discussion point of the last couple of days. And we can compare and contrast with something that happened in another game um, just for a little bit of, 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 of clarity. But it is this whole conversation around Jordan Henderson and, and, and Jurgen Klopp. And the reason I want to bring it up is because I've seen very little sensible discussion on this at all um, and I think my take on it and I, I want you both to respond to that and tell me if you agree or disagree would be that absolutely the captain is a little bit out of line and should have uh, shown a little bit more respect in the moment uh, and absolutely Jurgen Klopp is correct to pull him on it and I, th- I credit to him for doing that in the moment and absolutely that's all there is to it. That Did would he do be- it? Has he done that officially though? Uh, how do you mean? Has he done that officially? As he said, as he said, yeah, um, Jordan did this because there's a bit of debate about this whether he was actually shouting or not because he's applauding the fans as he walks off. Yeah, yeah, but he, he, applauded, he he applauded the fans right as he got to the touchline. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt and, that uh, it was, it was, and it was a deliberate act in yeah, my eyes. I, I, Sam, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. I think he, he had the right hump and understandable. And I think fair play. He's the captain. He has, he's going off against Manchester United. He's going to be pissed. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and it's just, a, it's a moment of petulance you don't expect from a kid like that. And it was just sort of almost the, the, the brusqueness of the physical gesture. And as you said, Cam, he started to clap just the second that Klopp is coming up towards him and he yeah. ends up sort of half ignoring Shakiri and very much ignoring Klopp. And, um, like I said, Klopp dealt with it in the moment. It is now over. So these yeah. endless, Endless conversations, to me, uh, are a little bit redundant and seem to reflect a little bit about what people think um, or are trying to get across in their various agendas. That would be my take. Um, you're, you're agreeing, Cam? Oh, 100%. I mean, Jordan Henson, he knew exactly what he was doing. He did it deliberately. He was pissed off, like he said. Didn't want to go off. He wasn't having an impact on the game. He was right to go off, uh, right to be taken off. Um and he, he he deliberately ignored Klopp and Klopp straight away, as soon as he turned around, he dealt with it and they both shook hands to whatever extent you want to say they shook hands. And that's the end of it. It was yeah. dealt with. And yeah. if Klopp then wants to deal with it in-house behind closed doors, he will do. You see, Jordan Henderson, as, as a guy who, who is involved in, in education uh, of, of young men, let's say, from, say, 13, 14 to 18, 19, uh, I've been doing that now for well over two decades. I'm familiar with the expression that was on Jordan Henderson's face when Klopp went over to him. It was, what? Uh, what? No, I, I didn't. Uh, and he, he was caught. And Klopp, Klopp clearly said to him, you did. You know, you ignore him. You did. You had his and, hand in the cookie jar. Yeah, and he called him lovely, and yeah. Jordan had nowhere to go, and he 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 was sensible. He didn't argue or do anything stupid like that, and it's yeah. over. And I actually think, quite the contrary to what an awful lot of people are saying, I think that's a good sign of the way things are at the club. That the manager intervened and wouldn't let it go any further, and it's dead then in the moment, and it doesn't require all this uber analysis with people like I said who have various agendas. Some of the things lads that are being said, and I'll address this to you, Carl, specifically, in the immediate aftermath of that game, which was, above and beyond beyond everything else, a shit game. It was a terrible game of football. Unlike 
a couple of games I've seen recently, which were actually good games of football. We, I've seen one or two good nil-nils. The Bayern one was a good nil-nil game of I, I, I messaged you, didn't I, straight after, and said that was fantastic. You did, what, you did. What, and I was, forget I, what a game that was. And I think we were very much in the minority uh, because it was just the usual frustrated nonsense. But that was, by contrast, on Sunday, uh, it was muck. It was a terrible performance and a bad game, and Klopp summed it up best when uh, he said to Solskjaer at the end, fucking hell, that was a shit game. That was his first line to Solskjaer. Fair yeah. play. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was terrible. I mean, the Jordan Henderson thing. Firstly, I don't care. Secondly, um, I like it when footballers are angry when they're, they're not on the pitch. Did, did he cross the line? I, I don't, I'm not asked, to be honest. I mean, if he'd thrown his shirt into the dugout and, or, or, you know, done anything like that, then you've got an issue. But I don't want people being happy to coming off the pitch. I want no. them to think I can give more. I don't mind that at all. And I'm going to get in the neck for this because I've, I've written recently, but I, I really like Jordan Henderson. And uh, and I don't think it was that bad yesterday because I can think of at least seven players who are worse than him. No, maybe four. But, um, and they were all up front. Um, but, uh, yeah, fine. I'm fine. I, I like people being angry. I was Liverpool captain and he was angry because he wasn't winning at Old Trafford. I like that. Because in the 90s, Trev, we were so fucking nice at Old Trafford. We took what was served up to us and we got off the pitch and went home again. Tail between legs. Yeah. And I know this because a mate of mine said years ago that uh, when Gary Neville said that he hates Scousers and he got tons of abuse for it, there was a few of our lads who thought, I wish we hated them a bit more. I wish we, I wish our, our players could say, I hate the Manx because there's no, no passion there at all. And John Anderson was just, he was out of order. I don't really care, to be honest. It's, it's a, literally a, a 15 second conversation uh, and a hug in training the next day. And people who were talking about stripping of the captaincy, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Jesus. Honestly, it's it's just shit talk that people come out in the immediate aftermath because they're just, you know, the, all the toys come out of the pram at once and, you know, you can pile on to the guy who you want to pile on to. And I've, I've no, I've no interest in that. I've no interest in that in, in, in singling out players. There are players and we've all said it. We've been honest that we would not have in our starting 11. That doesn't mean we pile into them. We're just saying, I, for example, as everybody knows, I'd never pick Dejan Lovren to start a game. Whereas I think you would, Carl. This is just differences of opinion. That's all that is. But this nonsense that you get, this agenda-driven bullshit that uh, seems to uh, fill social media, it's just it's just boring nonsense. I, I have I have no time for it. However, well, Cam... Sorry, go on, Cam. Finish your point. Uh, I was going to say, I'll, I'll do this very quickly because it's a slight change in topic. You know when you said that there's players that... Every I always think um, a bad player is when someone gets the ball that you don't like and you just think, Ugh. no matter where they are on the pitch, you don't feel... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like it when it goes the other way, though. I've really enjoyed Joel Matip recently. I really have. Yeah. I thought, and, and I really like this um, this headless horseman thing he's doing in the middle of the pitch when he's running through everyone. And, fantastic. Uh, it's fantastic. I love it when you get surprised. I love it when you're surprised that people are thinking, do you know what? He's nearly scored for us, though. Yeah. Mean, he, he did score eventually, but uh, just not the right <laughs> way. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, more, more more of that later. But just Cam's your say on this, uh, to put it to bed and we can move on and I'll, I'll segue out of it just briefly by comparison. Tell me what you thought of the thing between Kepa and Sari because that was one of the most unusual and humorous things. Uh, awful and yet funny if you're not part of it uh, that I've seen for ages. Um, but anyway, tell you, your, your definitive take on, on, on this whole thing, uh, the whole idea of people piling in and, 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 and they're very various agendas, and then tell me what you thought of Kepa and Sarri. Everybody with their various agendas can quite simply fuck off. At the end of the day, nothing is achieved by it. Nothing whatsoever. 
you hate Hendo, fine. You hate fucking Hendo. Now what? Yeah, is, he gonna pay, is, is he going to be your, picked again? Yes, he is. Yeah, exactly. What, what is your next move? Do I want Hendo? Do I think Hendo is in our best 11? No. Do I support him like I support no other player in the world when he's on the pitch? Yes. Because that's what you do as a football fan. You want him to do the best. I mean, ultimately, can I, can I have my little say on the game? Are we going to do that? Or... Yeah, go ahead. Do, yeah, do right. it. We'll, let's right. do it. We'll okay. come back. I, I've got don't, don't forget the caveat, Cam. Don't forget the caveat. Up the Reds is the caveat. Yeah, up the Reds. Up the fucking Reds. Um, <laughs> I've got a big issue with two words in football right now by agendas. Yeah, and I'm going to ruffle some feathers in. I don't give a fuck now, yeah? Because <laughs> that's just the way I am, yeah? Popcorn. Yeah. Oh, wow. If you pin back your ears, folks, because you may be able to deduce a few things here. Me, me and Trevor just going to go and read another excellent book somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm, you're, you're quite, I'll, I'll quote those lines of you'll tell me straight away somewhere. So, um, <laughs> you know, without me even knowing what you've read. Um, right, two words I have a big problem with. Cowardly and brave. Okay, I have a big issue with cowardly and brave. If we're going to use those words in about Liverpool right now, yesterday Klopp was a coward and he was not brave. Why was he a coward? Because when Bobby Firmino gets injured, he could have been brave in his decision. He could have done something. He could have brought on Naby Keita, perhaps, who's been playing quite well recently, and not an un- not. Daniel Sturridge, who's hardly played and has got no minutes in his legs and is in no form whatsoever. So he could have been brave in bringing on Naby Keita and he could have maybe gone into a 4-4-2 with a diamond and pushed uh, Mo and uh, Mane as two strikers and played Naby just behind him in a, in, a, in a diamond, at the tip of the diamond, maybe like what he did with, say, when Phil Coutinho was around. Or, put Salah, been, in the, or put Salah in the middle and put Shaqiri on. He could have done that as well. Well, personally, I would have put Cater on because Cater's been playing quite well lately. Shakiri's been not. Shakiri was again a cowardly move by Klopp was stopping dropping Shakiri when he was playing well. Why does he do that? Where's your braveness in carrying on playing player playing with players who playing well? well? He's not played well since. Yeah, and not played them well since because they've got no minutes in their legs again. Yeah, they, they, they he he's taking players out of form. So is he being a coward? Is he being unbrave? No, he's not being a coward. He's not being brave or not, uh, or is being brave. What he's doing is he's just getting things wrong. He's getting his tactics wrong. He's get, make, getting his decisions wrong. So to use idiotic words like cowardly and brave because he doesn't play a forward pass and dissect everything for that, that's not being cowardly or not being brave. That's just not having the ability and having the nous to make that pass. Uh, or am I, or am I missing something here completely about the game of football that I've been watching for over forty years now? I, I, I think what you're talking about is basically um, it's it, it's it, there, there is there is this kind of a grey area. Um, basically, you're talking about um, a mixture of mentality and ability, and sometimes uh, fellas do and can hide on a pitch. And you know what that looks like, Cam. You've seen it. Um, but for the vast majority of cases, and I would think nearly everybody at our club, maybe there are one or two exceptions who might go and have a little hide for themselves during a the match. But most of our lot are proper characters in terms of 
uh, they have God love me, bravery or whatever the word is, whatever you want to say that word is, they don't go and take, as you said earlier on, cowardly options. Not on purpose. They just may not have the wherewithal or the ability. I think that's, exactly. I think that's, that's, there, there, there is though that gray area when it comes to mentality. You know, if things start going wrong for you on a pitch or maybe not, you, maybe you've been asked to do something or maybe you're, you're weighed down by a certain burden like captaincy or something like that. It can perhaps influence the decisions you make. It can. Okay. Who knows? That's, that's fine. That's fine. I agree with what you're saying there, Trev. But right now we're sat at the top of the table. And it, if, if we're sat at the top of the table by making cowardly and unbrave decisions, fucking hell, we should have won every single game then otherwise, wouldn't we? And if I think that's the right. issue. People are looking at draws like defeats, like they've never drawn a game before. And, it, and they do feel like defeats. Yeah, yes, we, we, we felt like we, a defeat. We lost 0-0. It feels we like We lost 0-0. And yeah. we look, we, at the end of the day, Klopp got it wrong. Whatever he did, to, whatever he was saying to those players, he got it wrong. Why was it James Milner our, our, our main source of creativity yesterday? That's on Klopp. That's not yeah. on. That's not on Jordan Henderson. That's not on Ginny. That's not on Fabi uh, Fabinho. That's not on Bobby Firmino twisting his ankle when I he was, was actually a... playing quite well at the time. I, th- I thought that was a, a portmanteau word for one of our players. Then that's Fabi Kaita. It's a mixture between Fabinho and Kaiser. You know what it is? I, I'm, I'm actually quite livid about it all because one, it's the result is really, really upsetting. Yeah, and you know because United were there for the taking. There, there's no doubt about it. They've got three injuries. They've got Rashford who can't run. Yeah, so why we still needed a Fabinho sat so deep still to still want you know literally have three players to mark one one guy. Well, you yeah. say that you say that, but they nearly won it in the last minute, and they could have exactly. won it, in, and they could have won it in the first half with um, with Lingard. They should have been dead and buried by then. But, but yeah, but those two chances are better chances than anything we created. That is we a simple have. fact. Our only shot on target was that Danny Sturridge. That wasn't a shot on target. The Danny Sturridge effort. Yeah, he missed it, and it bubbled along the ground. It was a Steve McManaman back pass. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Never used to see much Stephen Manning go through 15 people and then get five yards out and then just roll it back to the keeper. Yeah. 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 It wasn't bad for winning the league though, was it? Could only score 50, 50 yards goals. Yeah. Uh, if you put, it, put him in the box, then he's, he's the opposite of lethal. Yeah, but like, I mean, look, if, if, look. The whole thing about it is, I understand that you, 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 the 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 um, annoyance, but at the same time, and it's not, it's not about, it's not about trying to look on the bright side or or trying to win any any uh, positivity battles here. But at the end of the day, I I I I, I present to you uh, Malud Exhibition A uh, or Exhibit A, which is basically the fact of the the statistics of the match and the the uh, the, the 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 experience of watching the game would tell you that we didn't deserve to win that camp. We I'm, not deserve- we, I'm not saying we did, but no, what I'm but- saying is what I'm saying is at half time United were there for the taking. Mm. Mm. Come second half, they were there for the taking, and we did not play. It had nothing to do with being cowardly or brave. We just did not play football. And that is then on Klopp to put right. Because yeah, but you, you, you could say, you could say, and uh, let's, let's bring Carl into this. You could say, Carl, that, that, uh, that the manager was, um, let's not use either of those two emotive terms that Cam's talking about. Let's use the word, uh, let's use the word, um, careful and that he was a, bit, a little bit more careful or considered or perhaps, um, a little bit silly in his, uh, in his decision to A, 
bring on Danny Sturridge when I think the world and his, 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 his aunt would have wanted to see Shakiri at that point. It seemed a strange choice. We've discussed how he couldn't possibly be uh, match fit or ready for anything like that. And so it proved. I mean, Danny was hopelessly out of that game for various reasons. Um, part of it being his own sort of ineptitude or, 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 or inability to get involved in the game in the way that you, you like to see fellas imposing themselves. And the other part was the fact that he had no service whatsoever. It was a strange decision. And as Cam mentioned earlier on, our only game plan seemed to be feed Jimmy Milner to head over a shit cross. Yeah, the long diagonal, the big fan of diagonal. Just to be devil's advocate here, and um, I, I'm no lover of Manchester United, but I am a lover of football. And I've got to say, I thought they defended brilliantly. I really do. I thought Lindelof was fantastic. I thought Shaw was as well. So is Pogba. Pogba, Pogba did a lot of good defensive work that nobody well, and, and that's a compliment to us because I didn't see him in our half. No, you know, he, he just he, got back all the time and Lukaku tracked back constantly. We yeah. didn't do that. But um, I think you've got to give them a little bit of credit to, to get through the, the storm they went through. Um, and I'll also say that, you know, that, yeah, they did have um, three players, you know, three injuries. But it's not as if they brought in Richie Partridge. One of them was Alexi Sanchez. Now, I know he's shit now, but um, that's still a £60 million player. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, they're bringing people in who are proper footballers. It's not as if, you know, um, I, I know Lingard went on and off again and he, he took the risk with that, which I thought was stupid and therefore hilarious. But they finish um, with a, a nominal front three of Lukaku, Rashford and, uh, and, and Sanchez. And, and oh, like, the poor bastards. You know, exactly. Oh, the poor bastards. That's exactly why I, I'd agree with you there completely. And there's been an awful lot made of the, you know, the bulldog spirit. Fuck off. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous nonsense. They dug in and they did what a lot of teams have done. They did what West Ham did and what Leicester did. And they prevented us from getting through them. And it's frustrating. And we need to do something about it if this well, league well, is going to get won. They elevated to the, to the status of being just as bad as we were. Yes. And that takes some doing. Yeah, it does. It does exactly that. Exactly they, that. They pull themselves up to shite. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the whole game was two ball lads fighting over a comb. It was yeah. an absolute embarrassment of a, of a, of, a, of an encounter. Well, no, and, Trev, to be honest. Speaking from experience, Trev. No, I, I don't need. What, 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 I've no need for a comb. Oh, maybe a beard <laughs> comb. Go on, anyway. Sorry, Carl. Don't, don't forget the ponytail comb. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> And the that's why you need to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 a, a, a quick break. I'm ready to see that. To, to, to be absolutely fair, I think I've had quite enough of this for one day. I've been, <laughs> I've been mercilessly bullied on on Twitter by a, a sort of people who pretend to be nice but showed their true colours today. Uh, and, and, uh, I wasn't one of them for a change. Oh, you are absolutely in there stirring the shit. You absolute fucker. Don't try to pretend. Well, I'll also say the night is young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The night is young and I need some air. Uh, the, 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 quickly, just because I want to get your reaction to it, because uh, 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 it is a controversial thing. Um, if you are uh, sorry in the uh, whatever the hell League Cup final, uh, are you running onto that pitch and grabbing him round the uh, the the chops and dragging him off? Because 
I mean, it's probably only because it was a little bit beneath his dignity, but then he went on to basically lose all shreds of dignity with marching on and marching off and having an absolute fit on the sideline, the poor bastard. I feel for him, but surely just... I, I, I think he's left the club at that point. Yeah, the I second think... he starts walking down, he's, he's, he's not sulking there. He's, he's looking to see what time the next tube goes. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. He's walking out on the club there. He's and had a little the thing out. in his mind goes, actually, do you know what? Probably get about twenty million quid from this, so let's not do that just yet. It's easier emerging back through the door again. Actually. Yeah. Well, all, all, all right. Yeah. Twenty million. Yeah. Okay. I'll stick around. And he was actually, he was actually remarkably calm in the aftermath, talking about it. it was like, you know, it was a misunderstanding. He probably didn't do it the right way, but I'm, I'm sorry, lads. That is a disgusting display from that guy. It's a disgusting display. Do you know what I mean? And then to tr- to, to try and, and claim, you know, misunderstanding afterwards, uh, it, it's, no, it's it's outrageous behaviour. If he's got any dignity, that keeper, he runs to the side of the pitch, waves and says, no, boss, I'm okay. It's not cramped. Honestly, I'm exactly okay. That. Exactly. But he that. doesn't he, even do that. No, because he he's a goes, coward. No. He's, he's a fucking coward. If, 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 why, doesn't, why doesn't he square up to his manager on the sideline and talk to him like a man? It's absolutely atrocious behaviour. I've never seen anything like it. It's the ultimate in uh, spoilt modern footballer behaviour. I've never seen anything like that. It's stunningly... Just have to use that word, didn't you? What was that? Word of a coward. He's a coward, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, though. Cause I, I, I'd say the opposite, to be honest, because I wouldn't fancy facing sorry on my own in the dressing room. He looks well, like he knows people. It's like, it's like Diego <laughs> Simeone. He's got a knife in his sock. He's like one of those people. Simeone does the work himself, though, whereas uh, whereas Sari just gives you a whole lot of rank cigarette breath and gets someone else to do it for him. He just, you just know. lifts up a phone and says, now is the moment, and then puts the phone down again. <laughs> <laughs> he just says, it's done, and then slams the phone down and walks away. Has anybody actually seen Kepa since? Because, you know, the... You know, there could have been an acid bath and waiting in the changing room for it. That's true, actually. That's true. I know he's, I know he's released a statement today, but, you know, still, that, Sorry could, oh, could have arranged that statement. That, that's, that's easily done, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, with a, with a heavy Italian accent. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a written statement, so anybody could have written it. Okay. So, yeah. I, I've got, I've got the, I've got that scene in Goodfellas where all the lads are, are turning up one by one in various states of death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they found Frenchie in a meat truck. That's it. Carboni, isn't it? Carboni's in the meat truck. It took him three days to thaw him out. That's good. Oh, Carboni and his missus in the... Johnny uh, in, 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 in no, Roast Beef's in the car. Carboni's in, in the meat truck, in the freezer, in the meat truck. And what's Sam Jackson's character called again? Good fellas, I can't uh, remember. Uh, it's Stax Edwards. Stax, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I want to talk briefly about make, one make more thing. Make that coffee to go. I fucking love that. Ah, that's great. Uh, one more thing. One more thing. Sorry, I'll stop talking about Goodfellas. Go on. One more thing, football related, before we move on. Um, and again, it goes to mentality, Cam, um, which you sort of tangentially introduced as a topic. Mm-hmm. And it is basically, um, just a sort of a, an arm around the shoulder for anyone who might be listening to this because, you know, I go out of my way to be one of the most inoffensive humans, uh, possible on, on social media because I think it's, it's a kind of a responsibility to not be a shit stir when there are so many of them out there and just to say something maybe slightly pleasant when it's a possibility and not always be sort of 
oh, you know, this kind of, this kind of, you know, this Facebook mom bullshit where some people need to do this, that, and the other. I, that, I abhor that bullshit. So I just like to keep it light. And even with that, I found myself sort of having to duck out of a few conversations. People are getting so bent out of shape. They're so overwrought. And one of the main things they're overwrought about is how good Manchester City are. They can't stop talking about how good Manchester City are. Now, I want to ask you a simple question. Am I a massive child that I cannot endure that conversation at all? I don't want to watch them playing. I don't want to talk about how good they are. I don't want to bask in the glory of what a great side they are. As far as I'm concerned, I, I, I just want them to lose. And I want the Reds to win. And maybe then afterwards I can reflect on what a good side they are. But for now, they're the fucking enemy. I don't want to talk about them in a positive way. Does that make me a big child, Camp? You tell me. Um, regardless of um, this, you are a big child anyway. So Thanks, brother. Um, you're, you're welcome. Um, but no, you're right. They're, they're, they are. They're, they're quite simply they're, they're the enemy. I couldn't give, a, couldn't give a rat's ass how well they're playing. I honestly couldn't give a rat's ass. Um, it, it doesn't matter how well they're playing because the concern is how badly or how great we should be playing. And that is more important than what Man City do because we have to simply win our games. You just have to keep winning. Have to keep the pressure on Man City. They have to try and keep the pressure on us by winning their games. And you you can't, we can't control what Man City do. We can't obviously control what Liverpool do. All we can do is give them our support. And by giving them our support, we've got more chance of lifting them to win games. And Man City, just, just fucking do one. Just get them, get them out. But what I will, what I am going to finish my little bit on the, you know, if this is the last bit of the football talk we're going to do, is I'm going to just say this. In 0809, in the space of Five, six days. We played Real Madrid at Anfield in the Champions League and we beat them 4 1. 4 0. Was it 4 0? Sorry, 4 0. I was at that game as well and I still can't remember the score. Um, all I remember is Jay Spearman coming on and thinking, oh, he looks half decent, then realising he wasn't. We then went to Old Trafford and we beat them 4 1. And we, we thought we were going to win everything that season. In that moment, we thought we were going to win everything. And what did we win? Yeah, we, we, also, we also lost to Middlesbrough that week, which is just mad. Yeah. So, so our second league defeat of the season, the last yeah. game we lost. Middlesbrough. So, yeah, we lost was, two We lost two games that season. Yeah, I was about to them. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's your fault. Um, Middlesbrough and Tottenham. Yeah. We, we lost two games that season. We didn't win the league. What cost us was the draws. A draw against Stoke City away when he left Torres and Robbie Keane on the bench that year. I was at that one as well. Yeah. well I'm, I'm not sure if you're trying to lift me out of some but sort of... What form. I'm trying to say is, if you think about it, we just drew against Bayern Munich 0-0. We just drew against Man United 0-0. We didn't get the results that we wanted. Maybe it's going to flip round. Oh, I, I, I think that's a big thing. I really do because... Um, People say, oh yeah, we haven't scored in the last two games. But they're not mugs. That's Bayern Munich you're talking about, you know. That's Bayern, uh, me, and Gags were, me and Gags were there. Um, we were watching that and we were in the main grandstand. And I'll tell you something. That the last 20 minutes, 25 minutes of the first half, we had them again. Yeah, we did, yeah. We, we, we missed some really good chances. 
Naby was playing brilliant, but, you know, Fabino was playing brilliant at centre back. He was, he wasn't winning anything in the air against Lewandowski, uh, but generally he was playing really well. Hendo was superb that first half. Ginny was really good. Our front three were on fire. The only thing they weren't doing was putting the ball in the back of their net. And second off, and second off, Bayern put on a masterclass of how to shut up shop. Mm, it yeah. gives a sniff. And that's exactly what United did on Saturday, on Sunday. Yeah. It's also it's also it's also, it's also a massive compliment to Liverpool. Um, it really is. That, it really the, is. The, the worrying thing is, teams are now seeing what it takes to stop us. Mm. My only worry is that um, they don't have to be too bright or have extra special sensitive glasses to see how to stop us. Because without Bobby Firmino, um, it's fairly straightforward how to stop us, and we will need Shakiri to step in and be creative. And Klopp is going to have to see that, I think, because when you're finishing a game like that game we finished the other day with a very off form, Danny Sturridge and Big Dave up front as part of your three. That's where squad uh, thinness starts to be a slight issue. But to 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 spin it around, Carl, before I come to you to finish it out, Maddie Camp on Twitter today. I thought it was a great tweet he put out. Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully you're listening over there in in, in Aussie land, Maddie. And um, he reckoned he's he was thinking about um this particular LFC league position and the words like bottle and how we've been so close uh, three times. In the last 20 years, in 0102, uh, 0809, and 1314. So after 27 games, right, in 0102, United were on 54 points. Jesus and, Christ. And we were behind them on 52. Uh, bottle, uh, blew it, etc. Uh, 0809, United at that stage, 27 games were on 62 points. Sorry, we had 27 games played. We were on 55 points. They had only 26 games played. That was 08-09. And we were thinking we were in a title race. And the most recent one, after 27 games, Chelsea had 60 points and we were on 56. So, you know, we have this, much as it pains me to say, generationally good Manchester City side to go, to go up against. And we're a point ahead of the fuckers. Uh, and we're going into the last stretch. It's doable, and you have to believe it. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. You, you can't. I'm not even hesitating. We're going to win the league because oh, I can't. I, well, that's it. I mean, personally, I cannot put myself in a situation where I think if we finish second and we get 85 points, that's a hell of a thing we've done. That's a really, really impressive thing. But I don't want that. I'm, 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 I'm all in for the league, 100. percent it's a fight now. It's a it's a man. As Evan Wells said, it's a square go. It's it's man against man. Pick your battle battles, win your battles. Just beat what they do for the next eleven games in your champions. That's yeah. an amazing thing to say. Yeah, that's an incredible thing. That is the league in your hands right there. And, and, you've, and you've got and you've got to show up. You've got to show up. I was I was on the Discord group last night and I was um um trying to keep my temper as much as I can with people. So oh, you know, that's it. You know, they probably. They're not playing well, and you know, as I said on Twitter last night, like Man United away is against the primary school or something. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm loath to point this out, but in the 80s, when we battered everyone in sight, we hardly ever won at Old Trafford, ever. So, this is not news to a lot of us um, that we didn't win at Old Trafford. This is only a regular thing since 2001, December 2000, the Danny Murphy game, um, that we've been winning at Old Trafford. This is a square go, and you've got to have the bollocks to stand up and take it up the fucking Reds. <laughs> now 
here is a football related story just to finish the football stuff and get out of it altogether. And it is about uh, famed, noted worm eater, Sean Dyche. And I want you to listen to this quote, uh, gentlemen. And I, want you I, to... I love your agenda against Sean Dyche. I, I, listen, I'm, can, can, I'm... can I explain this to the listener? Trev tries to get a Sean Dyche story in about once every two weeks. <laughs> it, it's, it's what's going on. He's obsessed by him. <laughs> I am obsessed by Dicey. It's a fella boldy, isn't it? It's not, it, it's not in a bad way. It's not in a bad way. I find him a fascinating character. Uh, I do love the, 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 the little legendary things about eating worms and stuff. And here's, here's, here's a quote. Here's a quote from Sean Dyche, because as we know, Claude Puel's been sacked, and now it's a big run around about who's going to get the job. Our man, uh, 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 Breno, uh, being linked um, to leave Celtic and go and join them. Also, big Dyche. And Dyche says, in relation to the speculation, he says, yeah, he says, I'm st- I'll, uh, listen carefully to the language at the end of this quote because I want you to explain to me. I'm a guy who knows quite a lot about bending space and time, but Daishi seems to have an ability all of his own. It says, I'm still here. I've been here six, approaching six and a half years. I've had speculation in the past, and it's always flattering, of course. But generally speaking, I'm still here. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? That's that's that's, that's Ed and Hazard, isn't it? About uh, I'm not the Real Madrid. I'm not going to look at my contract till June. I said June, everyone. June. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Real yeah, yeah. Generally speaking, I'm generally still here. speaking, you know, I, I I absolutely love that. I would love to know what Shawnee means by that. Um, <laughs> he's, he's cleaning his car out, isn't he? That's what he's doing there. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Ah, yeah, that's our, that's our Daishi story for the week. Um, we are... W- Sean Daishi story of the... Can I, just, can I just say something on this Pure thing? Just quickly, I know it's off topic. Go on. But has Pure got sacked and Hodgson is still in a job when Pure, uh, well, Leicester at this moment, are higher up in the league than Crystal Palace? He dropped Vardy, didn't he? That was a big thing. But Vardy's been playing shit. He hadn't scored for five or six games when he dropped him. Right. He hadn't actually scored for about five. He hadn't scored this calendar year, I believe. Did you see the stats about? Uh, I don't know if you saw the Palace Leicester game, but did you see the stats about when was the last time Okazaki scored? No. Thirty-seven games. Oof. And I think Ian Atchu is on twenty-one or something. Right. So the problem is the strikers he's got don't score goals. Yeah. And that's his fault. Yeah, it seems they, they don't like him anyway. They just don't like him. Leicester fans. They, Obviously, yeah. I've got family up there, and yeah, they just they just hate him. Why is that, Carl? Just, just, just very negative, and you know, he, he'd rather not lose than win. He's also not—he's not massively communicative either, is he? With That's with fans, like Klopp on Sunday. Yeah, Ooh. sorry, I have to have that dig. Yeah, you did, didn't you? you? Just have to drag it down again. Fuck's sake. Uh, we, 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 we have a couple of topics to, to finish this out. The first one I want to talk about very briefly because when we leave this now, I am absolutely. Oh, I'm so looking forward to the last episode of True Detective Season 3. Have you been following this, either of you? Yes. No. Uh, it, it, Carl, did Carl, you, you're, you did need you, to get on it. Did you, watch the fir- did you watch the first season of True Detective? No, I haven't seen any of it at all. Okay. No, I, 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 I mentioned it a while ago, but I think it's on Now TV, which I don't have. 
I would say the first season of True Detective um, is probably my favorite favorite unit of television ever, um, and that's this that's season cool. three is surpassing it. I think. Yeah, a lot of people have said that. I'm not quite there with them, but it, the season three does have Carmen and Jogo in it, so that's good. Uh, and to be fair, the story itself is tremendous. It it's is very, very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm look, so I've got I've got the final episode of that to come. So I, I did want to ask you for something we haven't done for a while. So, Carl, you're not watching that. What what are you watching that you would recommend for people? I've been, Christ, I've been watching that over the weekend. I watched Rillington because I didn't oh. see it when it was on the telly. Uh, what's, what's the story there? I, I'm I'm not not really in the loop there. Rillington R- is Tim Roth uh, as the serial killer John Christie. Oh, yeah, 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 when he yeah, killed yeah, eight yeah. people, uh, and the, the big story there was basically um, there was a, a, a man who lived upstairs from him. He was a bit of a simpleton, and he uh, I mean that nicely, and um, he basically framed him for a murder of his wife and his baby. And Christie actually went to court, and because he was an ex policeman or an ex you know sort of special constable or whatever. The court believed him 100%, and Timothy Evans was hanged um, for it in 1953. And then in, uh, sorry, that was a couple of years before that. And then when Christie was discovered that he, he was the, the, the serial killer, um, it was one of the contributing factors for the missing the death penalty. Sorry, for reversing the death penalty. So if anyone wants to see a, a really, really scary film, it's Richard Attenborough again. Um, it's uh, 10 Reddington Plagues filmed in 1971 next door to the actual house where the murders were committed. I was going to ask you, is there a connection there? It's a really eerie film. It's a really eerie film. Ah, okay, okay, okay. That will keep you up at night, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching that on Netflix. Tim Tim Roth is fantastic, he really is. I've been watching Tim Roth and Tin Star, uh, which which is a mad, mad television show. Really good. It's mental. Um, It is. I I can't make out whether it's supposed to be primarily a comedy or no. whether it's supposed to be primarily a thriller because I mean they don't thriller. care about plot holes. There's daft stuff happening, but it's it's engaging kind of nonsense. Uh Cam, a recommendation from you before we finish um, question. Uh two um I'd recommend Dirty John based on a true story. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It it is good. It's intriguing and it? and it's like Yeah it's on my list though. It's like you you're thinking about uh, the lady and then you're thinking Really? Why would you? Honestly. And you're like, oh. you're just sitting there and you're shaking your head in disbelief. But, you know, he's Dirty John and he's, he's a clever fucker. So, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, that's all I can say, you know. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I, 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 is, is there anything else? Yeah, I just started uh, the Umbrella Academy. Okay. And, um, I've never watched, heard of that. It's just come out. It's just, it's just started. I've just watched episode one and, um, it, it, you're thinking, you're thinking now, this is just going to be really childish and stupid. And then it, it suddenly, there is a, there is something going on in there. So I've just, uh, on episode two, and, but I will, what I will say, some of the songs they're playing in there. Yeah. On point. Really on point. Just worth the songs alone. Love it. Love it. Uh, one quick shout, Carl, because you mentioned, uh, in the, uh, the pre, uh, pre-pod chat, uh, the topic of great bands making one really bad record. Um, yes. we, uh, and then I kind of put in with the opposite thing, which is great bands who made basically just one record, um, which is a nice kind of, uh, a, a, a sort of opposite thing. Have you got an example of both? Um, I've got two examples of great bands. Well, in, in my opinion, great bands making a, a absolutely awful record. One is REM, Shiny Happy People. 
mm. um, which is just, just, I mean, it's even got, actually, there's a link because there's the same female singer in both. Um, yes, yes. And I love the B-52s. I love the fact that they're you know, very 50s and they you know, the beehives and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, Love Shack. Yeah. Which is just, just, just awful. And yet it was so, so popular. It's, it's their biggest hit. It's yeah. absolutely their biggest hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, I genuinely love, love the band. I love Susie. I love Kate. I love Fred. Um, but, and, but that just makes my teeth itch. And it is Kate Pearson, isn't it, who's on Shiny Happy yeah. People as well? And she's yeah. in Shiny Happy People, yeah, with yeah, a, about yeah, yeah. three ton of red hair. Uh, I have, I have done a little bit of a, a retrospective on REM and realised how absolutely fantastic they are. And I, I had forgotten, I, I hadn't listened to things like Document and Murmur for years. And this weekend and this week. I've been up to my elbows in paint and uh, skirting board and shelving and Ikea stuff, and I've been listening to R.E.M., and they are just such a wonderful band, especially those early early records. They're incredible. Cam, what about you? Can you think of any one particular uh, one band that you liked that made one particularly awful record? No. <laughs> you do surprise me. <laughs> you, you, you know me and music, though. You actually said that... Uh, I do like quite more music than I I let on, to be honest, and um, or more tracks than I let on. But I don't really have favourite bands. Or you, you've you've gone up to seven tracks on your mixtape now, have you? I, I showed you my list. I've actually I'm actually <laughs> compiling a, a favourites on uh, Spotify at the moment, and it's it's getting bigger than I thought because I'm, I, I I seem to be liking a lot more than I I realised. So I could even yeah. fill half a size of an album now. Mm. I, I feel probably three albums it right now so um okay yeah as 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 a as a, a sort of diehard uh, nick cave fan i wish i genuinely wish you hadn't done that um duet with kylie minogue it's not a bad like song that. it's not a bad song but there's something about i just <laughs> it's an unholy alliance i can't get my head around uh <laughs> let's let's get this finished and we're going to reverse the order a little bit here cam we'll go to you first to finish out with your oh, uh, right. final so, all right, it's just a, a just a quick one. To be a champion, you have to learn to handle stress and pressure. But if you're prepared mentally and physically, you don't have to worry. That's pretty generic. Is that from somebody we should know? No, uh, I've never heard of him. Harvey McKay. Okay, there you go. There you go. Bit of sensible advice on how to be a champion, which is timely. Hopefully the Reds are listening. And Carl, what about you to finish out? Um. I'm going to mention a charity uh, on the Wirral called Tomorrow's Women Wirral. Um, they support women to make positive lifestyle changes um, in partnership with local... I'm reading this, as you can tell. In partnership <laughs> with local agencies, women can access all areas of personal development in a welcoming, non-judgmental, female-only environment. And their aim is to deter women from offending, give all women opportunities and encouragement to assist them to realise their potential and achieve their goals. Um, basically, they need funding and they need volunteers, and you can donate a volunteer at www.tomorrowswomen.org.uk That's www.tomorrowswomen.org.uk And a friend of the show, um, Serena, um, volunteers for them. Did you did you um, tweet about this during the week? Because this sounds really familiar. Or maybe I, I tweeted, I've read Because um, you follow Serena, don't you? So um, yeah. me and Serena were talking about um, where I get the link from. Ah, okay, okay, maybe that's where I saw it because it sounds yeah. incredibly familiar. And that was is this a Serena who's manhunting. I, that they are your words, Branch. Jesus your words, Christ, Branch. Not mine. 
you are you are a man of little tact, a man of little tact, Brent. I have so, to say. So that, does that mean I'm right then? Yeah. At this at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> I think manhunting's a bit harsh. She is she is currently um single. <laughs> okay now, man. Uh, anyway, uh, Serena, I, I do apologise. I I didn't mean to be so crass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good luck for that. Yeah, you know, she, I don't follow her on Twitter. She doesn't follow me. Try uh, try, try telling <laughs> try yeah. telling that to EastEnders, random EastEnders actresses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Come yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> yeah. but, 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 believe me really that's that's charm where he comes from yeah it is yeah, yeah. He, god love him he's not he's not blessing that department but i would say i would say just, just to, in the turn of the show to bring, this, to bring this back full circle uh i would say that's an absolutely brilliant idea carl and uh hopefully people will, will throw it throw out that website again because it is it's a super idea uh, it is um, www.tomorrowswomen.org.uk Lovely and remember we're just about to finish this show and on that note we are going to finish but there is also another note I want to bring you back full circle to the note that we began this show on uh, just hold your nerve enjoy it for what it is and up the fucking reds folks up the fucking reds that has been the Anfield Index podcast and I want to thank you our lovely listeners for your support I want to ask you to spread the word about the show as I always do Uh, give us a recommendation tell somebody pass it on I've been Trev Downey until we speak to you again be kind to your fellow reds and stay safe out there Podcast Network.